Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's the most resilient parasite? Can build cities transform the world and rewrite all the rules that's what i'll be doing every single night which is why no 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 i have to steal it what are you talking about willis this is prime time with isaac and sue it's gonna work it's passable okay this this isn't terrible the best in local regional and national sports with no hidden agenda prime time with isaac and sue on 1080 the fan yeah, no Isaac, no Souk, not at the moment. They are hobnobbing with some of our favorite clients. A corporate event going on here at the Odyssey Building. But the boys will be back in their chairs at 5 o'clock to do a hot five at five. We'll also have a stock watch. We'll do a club hour, so uh, stick around. But without further ado, we're going to dive back into one of uh, the more recent interviews that we did that got a ton of positive reaction. And uh, I'll let Isaac explain it to you and why we had this guest. But uh, here's Bob Costas on the show. All right, it's time for big sports guests. Now, I've got a little bit of a, of a tee-up here. Um, 1080 The Fan, as you well know, uh, Big Souk has a rich history. Yes. And it's the longest continually running all-sports station on the West Coast. We flipped to sports 33 years ago, so way back in 1990. And since, many big names and, and great shows have come through here. And those of you that are true P1s... One of the very first. ...will surely remember this name. Uh, one of the true characters in Portland Radio, his yeah. name was Stephen Dream Weaver. And no one called him Stephen. He was Dream Weaver. Dream Weaver. And he loved being Dream Weaver. And it was... Yeah, it, he was such yeah. a treat. And he passed away last week. And he hosted a show on The Fan from 1991 to 1993... Um, he was a one-of-a-kind personality, yep. a next-level storyteller. Uh, baseball was his passion. He once had the likes of uh, Mickey Mantle and Stan Musial and uh, Bowie Kuhn on these airwaves. So real quick story. When I moved to Portland from Kansas, the year was 2000, and I was a bartender, so I would get off late. And I started really getting quite interested in the talk format, and I listened to everyone that was on. 
But being up late, one show that stood out was his show. He was on K-Pam at the time. I don't know if you remember that. He moved on to K-Pam. And he had a show called The Dreamweaver Train. And I thought he was so unique and so interesting. So much so that I assumed that it was a national show. Lo and behold, no. I'm having a drink at the Kingston one <laughs> night on Burnside. And I run into Dreamweaver. Yeah. And I strike up a conversation, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I had no idea you were a local. You, your show is so good. I thought it was a, a syndicated national show. Well, we became friends. He ended up being a, a mentor for me. And another one of his friends, who I don't even need to introduce because you will all recognize his iconic voice, and I think he is the perfect person to encapsulate Dream and his legacy, joins us for a few minutes now. Uh Mr. Guest, can you hear us? Yes, I can, Isaac. Uh, and Steve and I go back, I think, to 1976 in St. Louis. Uh, he was the PR guy for the St. Louis Stars of uh, what was the soccer league then? My soccer knowledge is not as good as it should be, but uh, that was when they were doing an outdoor soccer league, which was a big thing at that time. And Beckenbauer came over and Pele was playing in the league for the New York Cosmos. Uh, and I was on the air on KMOX radio in St. Louis and Steve and I had crossed paths and he invited me to a party in the backyard of whomever it was that owned the St. Louis stars soccer team long since defunct. And who is at this party drinking a seven up, not a, an adult beverage as Steve always referred to anything that had any alcohol content, but Pele. <laughs> and I still have a picture of me, age 24, with Pele from the summer of 1976. So that's how far back my friendship with Steve Weaver goes. And in your introduction, everything you said was true times 10. He was a terrific character in the best sense of the word character. Sometimes now we call someone who's out of their mind a character. Someone who does ridiculous, regrettable things a character. No, Steve was a character in the best sense. He was enjoyable company. He wasn't a cookie-cutter person. He had a distinctive personality. He was, as you said, a great storyteller, yes. But there's a distinction here. He was also one of the best joke-tellers mm -hmm. I've ever known. You know, almost everybody with a sense of humor will laugh at a great joke, but not everybody can tell a joke. Mm -hmm. Not only could he tell a joke, but after he first heard it, he could reconfigure it slightly and make it better. He'd make the setup better. You know, a syllable should be removed here. A different word should go there. An illusion should be over here so that the punchline landed even better. I got whatever my joke repertoire is, and as the years go by, you can't remember them all, but let's say I've got 100 jokes somewhere in my mental file. I'll bet you half of them I heard first from Steve Weaver. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> and by the way, just, just in case... No one recognizes this voice. I'm sure they all do. It's this is the great Bob Costas. So, do you have a uh, a Dreamweaver joke holstered? Now I know I'm putting you on the spot because I can never remember any of the ones he yeah. he told. But do you have one that First you could share? First of all, all, all all the best jokes are not to be yeah. told <laughs> on the True. radio. Fair, even, fair. even in 2023. <laughs> so if I meet you at at some point and we're downing a beer. I will tell you several of them because I remember several of them, but I'll, I'll tell you how clever he was. Just one example of many. 
when the NBA was on NBC in the 90s, the Trailblazers were a very good team. And in fact, they met the Bulls in the 1992 NBA Finals. So whenever I was in Portland, I would get together with Steve. And then after the Trailblazers left, uh, if I had a football game in Seattle or a baseball game in Seattle, he would drive to Seattle and we would have dinner. And so we stayed in touch that way. And of course, we stayed connected through phone calls and texts over the years. So it's 1992, and the games in Portland started, I think, at 6 o'clock Pacific time so that they could be on in prime time on the East Coast, meaning that when the game was over, it wasn't all that late. You could go to dinner. So one of the games between the Bulls and Trailblazers is over with, and the whole town is Blazer mania, as you know. And so now we head out and we go to a restaurant, which Steve had suggested because he's the local and the place is packed and they're searching for a bit. And the hostess looks up and says, do you have reservations? And he says, yes, but we'll eat here anyway. (laughs) Classic. One of my favorite things about, about dream was especially and I feel like in the early days of sports talk you could get away with this more like today and I'm not taking shots on anyone but there's a lot of hot take guys right that oh of course it's it's just it and it's all manufactured and it's just it's it's shock value and I'm going to yell and scream and I'm going to say something ridiculous whereas dream was that that it was just him he just was a yes. big personality he wasn't doing a shtick he wasn't putting on a bit he wasn't trying to to offend right. anyone it just and i i feel like those to me growing up listening to some of that that to me was kind of the heyday of radio when you didn't have to you didn't have to make stuff up you could just have a guy like that yeah um now it isn't just heat over light in too many instances it's heat only mm-hmm. and light not only is not appreciated they're hostile toward it because that gets in the way we don't want any nuance we don't want texture we just want something that can be measured in decibel levels or as a hot take. Yeah. And Steve had his opinions. I have my opinions. But you hope that they're thoughtful opinions. You hope that you can explain them in a thoughtful way. And if it's all hot takes, then, then what is it? I mean, this idea, I, I know some people will interpret this as get off my lawn. <laughs> but no reasonably intelligent adult is in a state of high dudgeon over a dozen topics, especially sports topics, a day. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, nobody. If they didn't have a radio show and you encountered them on a street corner and they're in a lather over a dozen topics a day, <laughs> including who the Seahawks will draft in the third round because they're weak at linebacker, you'd think this guy was in need of therapy. <laughs> Very true. And, <clears throat> you know, the other thing, too, is uh, uh, back to Dream is, he nobody was as well read. I, I that guy went so deep into his research, yeah. it was really yeah. astonishing. So you you meet him. So you're in St. Louis. You're on Camo X. He's the uh-huh. marketing guy for the St. Louis uh, Stars. Stars. He yeah. invites you to a party, introduces you to Pele, which yep. is great in and of itself. But yep. I know that the bond, most people's bond with him, um, was baseball. Where yes. does baseball come in 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 your relationship at that point? Well, here's an interesting thing, because St. Louis is a great, great baseball town. Um, And the Cardinals have a rich and wonderful history. So I have an affinity for the Cardinals, even though I didn't grow up in St. Louis. I came there right out of college. But I grew up as a Yankee fan. 
and as a Mickey Mantle fan, because every kid of my generation that grew up anywhere around New York was a Mickey Mantle fan. And if I knew anyone who was a bigger Mickey Mantle fan than me, it would have to be either Dreamweaver or Billy Crystal. And that's the entire list. <laughs> so, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> we bonded over that. But, you know, Steve had a sense of humor even about his emotional affinities. He knew that a lot of it was just a way that we hung on to a portion of our childhood. Didn't mean that we were stuck there. It just meant that we could go there and get a warm feeling or, um, or something that, that was enjoyable to look back on and w- that was a common thread through our lives. That's the reasonable way to look at it. So when you connect with someone who has the same affinities, whether it's for music or movies or baseball or whatever it might be, that's often the basis for a friendship. And by the way, when I mentioned music, many in your audience may not realize that Dreamweaver comes from a hit song called Dreamweaver by Gary Wright in 1975, right around the time that I met Steve. And so some of us just started calling him Dreamweaver. Hey, Dreamweaver, get over here. And it stuck. <laughs> and it kind of fit because the, the theme of the song is that this person is someone who can weave dreams. Well, Dreamweaver wove stories. He was a great storyteller. And he often referenced his love, Judy. Um, and we send our sympathies to her because she lost someone she loved dearly. And he often referred to her as the brown-eyed girl. And that's a Van Morrison mention. That's one of Van Morrison's greatest songs, Brown Eyed Girl. So anybody who's, you know, 25 years old listening to this, go ahead and Google Gary Wright, Dreamweaver. Google Van Morrison, Brown Eyed Girl. And you'll know a little bit more about Steve the Dreamweaver. That's so cool. I've known Steve for 20 years, and I... I never knew the inception of dream weaver i just always knew him as dream weaver in fact i called mm-hmm. him nothing but dream when i'd see him out at a, a, a banquet or whatever it was never steve i'd say what's going on dream? Right, right. it was just like meeting magic yeah. you know your magic johnson or one of the you know doc gooden or whatever it just it's it's your name and it fit right. him to a t it did and there was a little bit of a little bit of irony or a, a twinkle in his eye about it yeah. it wasn't <laughs> it, it wasn't like he was trying to make himself out, out to be a big deal it was it was sort of it was true enough to fit him, but it was also kind of an inside joke. Yeah, for sure. We got more of primetime and Bob Costas coming up. Uh, you're listening to a best of edition for now. Isaac and Sue coming back at the top of the hour. We'll hit in the news coming up as well. You're listening to primetime on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. You were just listening to a part one of a Bob Costas interview on Steve Dream Weaver that uh, he did with the guys uh, just about a week ago. And uh, without further ado, here is the rest of that. Now, this is uh, the great Bob Costas, and we're remembering uh, the life of... Um... Former fan radio host, uh, one of the greats, Portland radio legend, uh, Stephen Dreamweaver. Now, Dream, he was also a marketing genius. Now, I don't know where you were in your career at this time, but once he got to Portland, he mm-hmm. he he was well known. And our listeners, many of our listeners who don't know Dream, may know the these tales of the old Pokey Allen Portland State days. Yeah, the comet landed mm-hmm. in the backyard and Yeah, I mean they they would put childhood. they would put 15,000 fans in that stadium for Portland State football and they were a good team, but a lot of that was due to dream. The the famous one was the the fans call the play uh bit which has been written up in Sports Illustrated and um mm-hmm. and it was, you know, he gave Dream, the marketing guy, gave fans signs, run or pass and they, <laughs> they actually picked a play during the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was you know, as far as marketing guys go, you know, I love the radio side of him and the storytelling side and the talk format side of him. He was so good at that. But my goodness, marketing people, he was one of the best out there. Yeah, you have to have a certain kind of personality. You got to sell an idea. Um, you know, he, it was just something that he was good at. Uh, the idea of fans calling the plays, he took from a terrific source. Bill Veck, the legendary owner of several baseball teams, uh, he owned the then Cleveland Indians when they last won the World Series in 1948. He also owned the very woeful St. Louis Browns before they left and became the Baltimore Orioles. And later he owned the Chicago White Sox. And he was famous for all kinds of stunts, especially when attendance was lagging. And some of them went well and some of them didn't. Uh, There was one called Disco Demolition Night in Chicago at the old Comiskey Park. There was a local DJ whose name escapes me at the time, a rock and roll DJ, who was very upset about uh, the temporary popularity of disco music and he thought it was terrible and so the idea was bring your disco records this is back when people had records that can could fling them like a frisbee if you wanted to um bring the records to the game and between games of a double header we will blow them up uh in the outfield uh this probably wasn't a well-considered idea to begin with and it was shown not to be when the attempt the attempted explosion turned into a conflagration and center field was on fire. And then fans began to go nuts and they ran on the field and they're throwing stuff. And the White Sox had to forfeit the second game of the doubleheader. <laughs> this is, this is the kind of digression that Dreamweaver and I enjoy. I hope your audience <laughs> does as well, because now I got to get back to the main point. Bill Veck, when he was uh, the owner of the St. Louis Browns, Famously, and this became a joke that people repeated, but he said it first. Uh, he said, someone called the switchboard and said, what time is the game tonight? And we said, what time can you be here? Because that's how small their attendance was. So one of his many gags, you may recall, not firsthand, because it happened in 1951, uh, before even I was born, but you may have read about it. 
he sent someone who then was called something else. And now in politically correct parlance, we say a little person mm. up to bat. Yeah. Eddie Goodell, he, three foot seven, sent up to bat. And he had a legitimate contract, which he had gotten from the league office. And Eddie Goodell came up to bat and walked on four pitches because he had a strike zone that would make Ricky Anderson's look enormous. <laughs> so, so we walked, and, and it's still talked about in baseball lore. And then another thing that he did was he passed out placards, just like Steve Weaver did a few generations later. He passed out placards, and the fans could hold up a sign, sacrifice, hit and run, <laughs> remove the pitcher, whatever it was. So having spent a lot of time in St. Louis, Dream Weaver was aware of that, and he imported the idea to Portland. And it was a it was certainly a hit here. He did yeah. all kinds of things here. But I, I think he – There was when Portland State – he made Portland yeah. – him and Pokey. Him and I, Pokey were a great When duo. I was growing up, Portland State football was a big deal here, largely because of, yeah. of, of stuff like this. And Pokey often talked about how Dream made him uncomfortable with some of the things, <laughs> but Dream wanted to do it, and, and it, it worked out. I think he told me once, and you may or may not know this, Bob, but I think that he read Bill Veck's book um, way back when and then wrote him a letter – and, yes. and said, I'm going to come and, or he wanted to, to, you know, just learn from him about marketing. And Vec invited him, and I think he's, it gets hazy. I think he spent a week with Bill Vec just learning marketing tricks and tools. And that's where a lot of that came from, as you said. Yeah, I'm not going to vouch for specific aspects of that because I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but the general idea that he read Vec as in Rec. Bill Vex memoir uh, and found him interesting and inspiring and spent time with him. There's no question that that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that, that led him to a lot of his, you know, down the, yeah. the marketing path. Um, right. If, if he could visit you tomorrow, what would your day look like with him? We would talk a lot of baseball. Um, I don't like to reveal too much of things that are deeply personal, but, Toward the end, when Steve was struggling, um, I have a backdrop for when I do things from a home studio for the Major League Baseball Network. Uh, and I don't know if you've watched much MLBN, but uh, they have Studio 42 for Jackie Robinson, Studio 3 for Babe Ruth, Studio 21 for Roberto Clemente. And I had always said to them, you need to have a breaking news studio in case something happens at 3 o'clock in the morning, trade deadline, something like that. And you got to call it Studio 24-7. So finally, they made my home studio, Studio 24-7, with Willie Mays, number 24, on one side, and Mickey Mantle, my favorite and his, number seven, on the other side. So in the last, in the last few years, um, on a couple of occasions, I made videos uh, from the home studio and sent them to Steve through Judy, um, just with baseball reminiscences. Um, I think what we'd talk about, we love the old... Um, baseball World Series highlight films. These days, they're much more sophisticated. Then, they're really entertaining in a corny way. Uh, a guy named Lou Fonseca, who had played in the major leagues and actually won a couple of batting titles, uh, went on to become a filmmaker. And he made these films, but he also narrated them in the most wooden style you could ever imagine. So it'd be like the Milwaukee Braves against the Yankees in 1957. And I think I sent... Dreamweaver, uh, a few of these way back when. Uh, 
and Fonseca's narration would be, in the bottom of the fourth, Henry Aaron sends a tremendous drive toward the center field fence. Mickey Mantle goes back, but to no avail. It's in the seats, and Braves fans go wild as their favorites take a 4-2 to two lead. <laughs> and it was like, so we'd probably talk about that. There'd be some baseball stuff, and there'd be every joke I could remember and every joke he could remember. Yeah. Well, he spoke quite fondly of you, and somewhere right now he's smiling So uh, to hear you here. So thank you for your time. This, is, this was greatly appreciated. I really appreciate you being able to do this. Isaac, thanks for having me on. Uh, for those who might not uh, remember Steve because they're too young to remember him being on the air, uh, maybe they'll check some of what we've talked about out. Uh, and for those who did uh, recall his years in Portland, both in marketing and in radio, uh, I hope this brings back some memories. He was, he was among, well, I'll tell you how I felt about him. He was one of, he was one of the groomsmen at my wedding. Mm-hmm. in St. Louis way back when. Uh, he was one of my closest friends. Uh, he was an unforgettable person with a huge heart um, and, and with a bigger-than-life personality. Truly unforgettable. No question. Bob Costas, thank you so much. Thank you, Isaac. We'll talk to you again. That is uh, Bob Costas, uh, dear friend of, uh, of our friend. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, former fan host, uh, Dreamweaver. He was a legend. Yeah, he was a... Uh... Just the definition of a personality, and that was really cool to to have Bob Costas come on there and give a fitting tribute yeah. to uh, he's to great. Bob Costas is just a treasure. He is the definition of, of class. Could you imagine sitting down listening to those two? Because you knew Dream. Oh, you yeah. listen to the. I could just sit and watch them talk. If you ever got to go to a banquet, <laughs> and that's usually where I ran into Dream was yeah. some sort of banquet. And if you ever had a chance. And a lot of times you didn't have a choice because he'd grab you by oh, yeah. the arm oh, yeah. and pull you in. You're and, hearing those and, stories. And you're going to hear it. But, <laughs> boy, I'll tell you what, you won't find a, a – you wouldn't find a better storyteller that, that I've ever encountered. And that Brilliant. Was, that was neat to be able to hear a, a true friend of his um, kind of recaps. One of a kind. Yep. Rest in peace, friend. We'll be back. Great stuff from Bob Costas and the guys. Uh, just about a half an hour from now, Isaac and Souk will be hopping back in. But next, in the news coming up on The Fan. But first, me, Buck, with SportsCenter. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, it is prime time. It is not Isaac and Souk. It is Buck in here. Isaac and Souk will be in here shortly, though. Top of the hour, 5 to 7, Isaac and Souk will be back. So uh, running a little bit of a hybrid best of here today. Um, but this segment is one that has to be done live, at least this first one. It is March 6th, Monday, March 6th, the year 2023 in the year of our Lord. It's time for the news. Oh, no, it's not time for the news. It's not time for you in the news. Not yet. It will be right now. It is time for in your news. In the news, I'm your noted newsman, Ryan Buckley. Carbon, eh, not neutral. Isaac's neutral. I don't know. Agnostic, maybe. Um, it is National Oreo Cookie Day. Um, does the Oreo need a national day? I guess it is a staple for some. It's certainly a staple in the pantry. Where do you stack up an Oreo against like a regular homemade cookie? That's that's really the question here. I think as far as store-bought cookies go, Oreo probably towards the top of that list, uh, but ro- really cannot compare with a homemade cookie. Uh, it is also National Dress Day. I don't know what to do with that. I have never owned a dress, I don't think. Uh, a friend of mine lost his fantasy football league a year ago, and he had to wear a dress as punishment uh, for the uh, for the f- next year's draft, and then he had to also present each picks as if he were Vanna White. So that was uh, the only, may- maybe the only dress encounter I've uh, I've been involved in. But uh, and that wasn't even me; it was a buddy of mine. Uh, National Frozen Food Day. Now I don't know that it needs to be celebrated. I think we should celebrate the freezer, though. Uh, I will tell you, I lived without a freezer for about three months when I was in college. More difficult to do than you think. I mean, I, I guess if you're just buying meal to meal, it's not that big of a deal. If you don't have um, a lot of stuff that you've bought in bulk, not that big of a deal. You can get ice, you can make ice, but like, I guess the bigger thing is when you want to buy a large pack of something and save some of it for later, that is just not an option without a freezer. So uh, I like frozen food. I like having a freezer. It is also National White Chocolate Cheesecake Day. Cheesecake is probably my favorite dessert. Um... White chocolate is always interesting, though. I feel like it's a little bit of an enigma. I don't know anybody whose favorite chocolate is white chocolate. I would pretty much always prefer milk or dark chocolate over white chocolate. It feels like maybe white chocolate has a place in the holiday season, kind of like pumpkin spice does in autumn. But I don't know. I just, if I'm going to do chocolate, I'd rather go with another chocolate direction. Although the picture that this website of the National Calendar Day is showing me of the white chocolate cheesecake it does look divine. It's got little white chocolate shavings there, and they even put a nice little white rose next to it. <sighs> Looks wonderful. Um, also, something I like to do with the in the news, some birthdays. It is March 6th. Uh, it is Michelangelo's birthday. Thanks for being such a great Ninja Turtle, man. Well, no, uh, he was actually the, the painter and Renaissance man, Michelangelo. It's his birthday. Um, we also had, let's see, who? what other birds? There were a couple notable ones. I know that we saw... Um, let's see, there's a baseball player, Lefty Grove, old one. Ed McMahon, born this day in 1923. Um, 
plenty of Dick Fosbury of the Fosbury Flop changing track and field in the Olympics forever. He was the one who first decided that he was going to jump and flop backwards over the bar. Everyone else had a different method of doing it. What a weird event and activity. There's nothing that seems natural about the way that uh, athletes are supposed to do that. It's Marcus Smart's birthday. He's still playing in the NBA. Um, let's see. Any other notable ones? I thought I saw a bigger one. Oh, how about the goalkeeper Tim Howard? Not bad. He uh, almost propelled the United States to a few more wins in the World Cup than they ended up getting, but alas, not quite. Uh, okay, more in the news. Coming up next, I want to get into uh, a best of segment that might be my favorite of uh, local crime in a long time. You're listening to Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Yeah, it won't be long now before Isaac and Souk are back. They're just wrapping up a little uh, social activity with some clients, a little corporate event going on here at the studios today. Going to continue with uh, In the News and uh, one of my favorite segments of the last month or so about local crime here. It was a day that uh, Isaac was out on his deathbed. I believe Nemec was in here. And boy, Souk had a story for us. Song makes me chuckle every single time. We're in the middle of the news. Someone does point out, Buck, though, that, uh, you know, we have these glass-like conversation boxes. They're not being used. Oh, the, the little penalty box-looking things? We yeah. spent ten grand each on a couple of these glass boxes that you're supposed to have, like, meetings in, um, and never have we used one of them. They're, like, soundproof, maybe? Glass box of child care? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Call it the uh, little tribute to Anchorman, the glass cage of emotion. We throw them in there. What could happen to him? There's no sharp edges in there. That's true. You can clearly see him. Yep. He can yell all he wants. But and he we... can't interrupt the radio. Yeah. Huh? That's a good point. I'm just saying we shove one of those over in this direction and uh, boom. Your child care, done. I've been exploring the space in here. It's not too bad. Just bring in a bunch of toys. It'll be all right. Told you. Uh, all right. Uh, I got a couple pieces of uh, cop news here. Have you heard about Salsagate? This I've not know. This is fantastic. It's not fantastic. It's actually kind of sad. So um, this is from an ex-Washington County deputy, and they've dubbed this salsa game. So um, a former Washington County Sheriff's deputy alleges in a whistleblower lawsuit that she became embroiled what has now become known as salsa game. Her name is Melissa Canning, and she's claiming that she faced retaliation and a, bog- a bogus criminal investigation that we'll get to because it's fantastic. Uh, she complained that her patrol partner, a deputy by the name of uh, Brett Winders, had ignored a credible report that a homeless man uh, was the victim of a sex crime. So she says, hey, this is a real thing. This guy's reporting it to us. And she claims that in her partner's report, he says that he was crazy. He's making it up. Nothing to be seen here. So she complained about that. And she says that because of that, that she was denied promotion and that she was unfairly treated you know, your standard sort of, that you read about those sorts of things. Like, you broke the code of silence. You, you blow the whistle, and now, now you don't get any more upward mobility. But this is where it gets better. So, her and her partner are at a Mexican restaurant with the deputy and another partner that that she blew the whistle on. They're all eating at the same Mexican joint. <laughs> Glad you had the whistle. <laughs> blew the whistle. Okay. Blew the whistle. Yes, got it. So, is that a Mexican joint? And apparently she goes to this Mexican joint all the time. She's a regular there. Okay. And I guess it's become standard practice. You know when you get the little salsa cups? The little, you know, the little black cup, like the not the not the the, the, the takeout ones, the ones they put on your table. You get beans, guac coming them. Sure. Yeah, we all know what the, you're the, the trio of sides that are usually sour cream, guac, and salsa. Yeah, yeah, like the little cup, right? That you get a little saucer, if you will. 
So she takes a saucer. She goes over and scoops some beans into it. They've got the little counter there where you go up the little salsa bar or whatever. She puts some beans in in the 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 bowl, puts it in her to go order, leaves. Now apparently this is this is you know where this is going. That's theft right there. Guess who reports her for theft? She literally got reported by the partner that she blew the whistle on for stealing the cup of beans from her local Mexican joint that she knows that she goes on a regular basis. She was she had her badge and gun taken away and was put off duty for four months. Four months while they investigated. Four what months. What is there to investigate? Okay, I'm, I'm going to say a thing. This is not the first time <laughs> she's been an issue. Is her name by chance Karen? No. Okay. It is not. Okay. It is not. Her name is Melissa. Melissa Karen. So they went to the they went to the Mexican restaurant and they say, no, this woman's in here all the time. She takes these home. We let her take these home. She washes them and brings them back. Why? I don't know. Also weird. It's a little strange, but apparently she knows this place goes there all the time. And this is like a known thing that she does. Her partner literally launched an investigation into her and she was suspended and had her badge taken away for four months for stealing. You want to guess the grand total of what they're saying that this was worth the cup of beans with the, the dish? Three twenty-six. One dollar and eighty-seven cents. Wow. She is now seeking $3.5 million for economic, non-economic, and punitive damages against the sheriff's office in her suit filed Monday in the U.S. District Court of Portland. I don't know if this is worth $3.5 bucks, but that is mind-blowing. She sounds mm-hmm. not great. Mind-blowing that someone, someone had the balls to, to rat out a, a, a fellow deputy over stealing, quote, but... A dollar eighty-seven of beans, and why is it salsa gate? It should be bean gate again because she stole beans again. The fact that they suspended her for four months probably means something else might have been there, and oh, now she really made some other people really upset. That's what I'm saying. Is there, is there, there? There's more to this story, and then she sued for three million dollars. Yeah. Oh, what? I lied. I lied. I'm sorry. The bowl is valued at one dollar and ninety-one cents. So I was close. You, if we prices right this thing, one. I said one eighty-seven. I was incorrect. One ninety-one. Now the Washington County Sheriff's Office has. Uh, They've asked a Beaverton major crimes detective to conduct a criminal investigation. Meanwhile, the sheriff's office stripped Canning of her gun and badge and placed her on paid administration leave. The Washington County Sheriff asked Beaverton's major crimes unit to investigate what the is theft this is of too much. Beans. That's where it's too much, and there what has there to be to more to the story. That's what I'm saying. There has to be more to this. No, because it's, it's someone insane. who's mad they got ratted on. That's all and this so, is. And so they just major crimes unit her over beans? So now we're just wasting my it? money? I live in that county. I want to know. I want to know. Now I've gone the other way. Now I feel bad for her. (laughs) I want to know what the major crimes unit of Beaverton did when someone was like, all right, boys. We got a big one. You got a big one for you. You need to sit down on this. We got got a major investigation. And you know what? It's going to take four months. Four months? They investigated this for four months? She had her gun and badge taken away for four months. Over beans that the restaurant said. Oh yeah, we she let her take. Just flip them a two dollar bill and been done with this. If if it meant that much to her partner, <laughs> unbelievable. So this is. Uh, were they were they black beans? 
Uh, it appears from the photo here that they appear to be refried beans. Refried beans. I was actually going to wonder which um, Mexican establishment this is. Not Pinto. It's, it's probably nearby where I live. Uh, well, I can. Uh, I got that for you. Does right it here. matter? What kind of beans? Well, it's now that they're mired in controversy. I mean, I, that would may, be maybe that, those beans are really good if she's taking them home in the container. Every that time. would be the C Senor Family Mexican Restaurant in Cedar Hills. Okay, I know where that is. Yeah. So, man, that is <laughs> packed up her leftovers and put the, the, the bean tray. I don't know why you wouldn't just put the beans though in the to-go ca- it probably, container. They were probably you wanted to keep them separate. I see. That's why I asked if they were black beans because it could make the um, black beans come with some sometimes like some juices to them. You put that in and then your your t- to-go order gets soggy. But if you do refry, yeah, they're more yeah, they're, yeah, it's more contained. That's I was trying to get to the bottom of why in the world she needed to take the container. And the only way is if they're pinto or black beans where there's like some. You know what I mean? Like sometimes they have like the juices to them, or it's refried as like a paste. All I know this is my this is my second favorite criminal it's investigation that we've had over the last like two or three years. My first is the the photo Matt Long John Silver massage parlor out in Woodburn by the two. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that's amazing. That's the best one. But this is pretty good. Well, hopefully we have not heard the last of Salsa Gate. No, even that, it should be Bean Gate. That a deputy lost her job for four months and gun. Over a thing of beans. I don't like that it's been dubbed Salsa Gate. Let's be accurate in our reporting. Just like I wanted to be clear, it wasn't $1.87, it was $1.91. And we appreciate that. I want accuracy here. So from now on, Salsa, eh, it's, it's Bean Gate. It's Bean Gate. And if she gets $3.5 million, boy, how pissed are you? Like, you should be, if, Buck, that's your tax money. If they have to pay her out $3.5 million because someone ratted her out over some beans. I mean, there were already people wasting their time investigating yeah, it's, it this. It sounds for like they, it got taken way too far even before it got to the lawsuit point. Why is she suspended over it? it hey, we sense. had to investigate. Hey, hey, hey. Well, as a voter in Washington County, I'm going to be looking for answers in the next election. Well, there you go. You should run. I will no. not have people investigate <laughs> yeah. stolen beans. Vote for Buckley. Anything goes. Bean gate at its finest. We come back. Hot five at five. Free Prime time here on the fan. And look at that. When we come back, it really will be Hot 5 at 5. I see Isaac. I see Souk. They are ready to give you the Hot 5 at 5 next. That's coming up right here on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.